the banking stress is waning, the bank stocks rebound across the globe, the yields shoot back higher as inflation data from the US revived the idea that the Federal Reserve can just abandon its fight against inflation. So we will see how the European Central Bank reacts to past week's tensions in the banking sector tomorrow. And before that, we will get to know how the Brits plan to spend their money in the coming months in order to boost growth in the UK. So welcome, this is Swissco's Daily Market Talk. Oh, a lot of things of different natures happened since yesterday and impacted the market pricing across the globe. So I will try to sum up all of it. But let's first start with the bank stocks, if you will. So we finally saw a nice, beautiful relief rally across the bank stocks globally. The big banks and well, also the US regional banks, which were the ones that initially sent this violent shockwaves across the global banking stocks and global banking sector, remember? rebounded sharply at yesterday's trading session. Now, that's obviously good news as it means that, yes, the mini bank crisis or the stress in the US banking system has been rapidly contained soon after the US government put in place the necessary and the right measures to restore confidence back in the banks. So the return of this confidence sent the US bond prices lower, sharply lower yesterday and the yields sharply higher. But that big jump in the US yields, which was the counter coup of the latest day's historic slump in the yields, well, didn't really prevent the S&P 500 from recording a nice 1.65% advance yesterday and Nasdaq 100 rallied 2.30%, even though the collusion between a Russian jet and a US drone over the Black Sea, which has been denied by Russia, by the way, and the US inflation report that came in yesterday, well, came to tame a part of that joy over the banking relief. But still, Meta, you know, Facebook's Meta, announced additional 10,000 job cuts on top of the 11,000 job cuts announced a couple of months earlier. So that news sent the price of Meta 7% higher at yesterday's trading session. Now, the US inflation data as I was saying, came in yesterday and came in line with expectations on a yearly basis. The headline inflation fell from 64 to 6% as expected in February and core inflation in the US eased from 5.6% to 5.5% as expected as well. Yet, the uptick in core inflation on a monthly basis to 0.5%, which is a five-month high, and the stickiness of services inflation above that scary 7% mark revived the Federal Reserve hawks on fear that we may actually no longer see the US inflation trend lower in the coming months as it has been the case in the second half of 2022 if the Fed stopped tightening now and here. And that, combined with the gently waning panic across the U.S. banks and the bank stocks, uh, well, revived the expectation of a 25 basis point strongly at yesterday's trading session. Today, investors will keep an eye on the U.S. PPI data and the Empire Manufacturing Index. But we can say at this point that in the aftermath of the U.S. mixed jobs data released last Friday, the mini banking crisis that we saw since last week and inflation 
inflation data that came in yesterday. Well, activity on Fed funds futures now gives around 80% chance for a 25 basis point hike in next week's FOMC meeting. And to be perfectly honest with you, I believe that this would be a fairly reasonable move from the Federal Reserve at this month's meeting. But I also believe that if we hadn't had that Silicon Valley Bank debacle last week, well, that Fed hike expectation would have easily been stuck around 50 basis point hike. And this is something that we could actually see reflected in the March dot plot from the Fed next week. So as a result of all this, we will likely see some upside correction in the U.S. yields probably in the coming hours. The two-year yields will certainly be headed back toward the 5% psychological mark. And while well, the S&P 500 will certainly continue swinging between the banking relief and the Federal Reserve hawks and the higher interest rate hike expectations. In the FX markets, the U.S. dollar index sees support around the 50-day moving average right now. We could actually see an upside correction in the U.S. dollar as well, along with the U.S. yields that are supposed to go higher from here, especially if the fresh set of data, economic data, looks inviting for the Federal Reserve hawks. Meanwhile, the euro dollar is now drilling above its own 50-day moving average, which stands around the 107.30 mark in the run-up to the European Central Bank meeting this Thursday, where everybody, every investor out there wonders whether the European Central Bank would actually soften its tone in the wake of the tensions that we saw across the bank stocks in the US and over the globe since past week. Now, before that meeting, we will already see a couple of inflation figures coming in uh, from some Eurozone countries which are unfortunately expected to be revised somehow higher in the latest release. But no matter what will come out of the latest inflation figures from the Eurozone countries, the chances are that the European Central Bank will maintain its plan to raise the interest rates by 50 basis points at tomorrow's monetary policy meeting. And the divergence between a more dovish Federal Reserve due to the US banking crisis and a confident hawkish European Central Bank could actually help the euro recover against the greenback from the actual levels and bring the 1.10 psychological target back inside for the bulls. Now, across the channel in the UK, it's one of these days when the Chancellor of Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, will well, make a budget statement to the MPs in the House of Commons in the UK and, well, tell them about their big and great plan regarding the UK taxes and the UK spending. Now, at today's budget statement in the UK, there will likely be no tax cuts despite a terrible, terrible cost of living crisis that's going on in the UK. However, the UK government will likely keep the £2,500 per year limit on households' energy bills for three more months instead of letting it run to £3,000 a year from April. So that will be good news for inflation in Britain, as inflation in Britain is somehow worse than the inflation in Europe or in the US. And what Goldman Sachs says that if the British government kept the limit at £2,500 for the energy bills, well, inflation in the UK would fall to 1.8% level in the fourth quarter, which is below the Bank of England's 2% target. So fingers crossed, because that would be a big fall. And it would also definitely make the Bank of England's job of fighting inflation easier as well.
Now, on the investment side, we expect to see a couple of things, a couple of points that are meant to boost investment and growth in the UK as uh, generous tax incentives, for example, to attract businesses back to the United Kingdom to make sure that growth in Britain catches up its European peers. Now that uh, Sunak's government seemed to have is at least a part of the Brexit headache that was preventing investors from full-heartedly invest in the UK over the past couple of years. Now, keep in mind that the UK is now the only country on the continent, on the all continent and among the G7 countries where growth is still below the pandemic levels. And that should definitely change. And we know that uh, Rishi Sunak's government is very, very keen on changing that landscape. Now, other than that, there will be usual stuff like, you know, what to do with the massive childcare costs in the UK or about 30% of a household's monthly budget, the retirement age and, you know, usual stuff like that. And there will also be some strikes going on to add some salt and pepper on all this. But what's important for investors is how the UK will boost growth and how it will finance that boost in growth and how the bond markets will react to the UK's latest budget statement. Now, there will probably not be a massive massive reaction from the market or a meltdown as was the case in September, remember, with Lustra's budget disaster as the confidence in Rishi Sunak's government is now back. It is quite strong and the sense of budget discipline of the new government should actually ensure a smooth budget day today. Now, on the currency front, if we look at the cable, well, cable jumped above its 50-day moving average level and that was as a result of a broadly weaker US dollar across the board on the latest banking stress in the US. But a correction, an upside correction in the dollar's value will likely keep the top side in cable limited at the 122 level and could encourage a correction toward the 100-day moving average, which stands a couple of pips below the 120.50 mark. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your interesting and insightful messages. I hope this episode of Market talk has also been helpful and insightful to you so please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading